Hello, hello. So this is August 13th and um, I was really hoping that I could have a guest uh, come and record an episode this weekend but um, everybody seems to be busy and I am unfortunately still on house arrest, still stuck in the house and can't go anywhere so I thought I would record an episode and today I want to talk about sobriety. So um, today I have been sober for two and a half, two and a half years since I first got sober. I was having a look just to see exactly how many days it's been Um, and I'm going to tell you the story of why I got sober and um, and and how I got sober. Okay, so exactly today, um, it's shown eight hundred seventy six days. Eight hundred seventy six. So that's kind of a rough estimate. Um, Two point three nine years. Um, the reason it's a rough estimate is because the dates that I was using for my sobriety date was kind of. Um, well so i had like a date that i actually stopped drinking and then i also had a date that i started going to uh aa alcoholics anonymous um and the date that i started going was march 19th 2021 was when i first started going to aa that actually wasn't the first time um i was originally first introduced to AA when I before it before I got married by my ex um, and when I was pregnant with my first child he actually started going to AA and I started going with him so he originally had been introduced to AA I guess it was like a, a mandatory court thing where he had been sentenced to be honest I really don't know the details of it because he was very kind of vague with things like that um but he uh march 21st was my date that i actually have in this uh, calculator march 21st 2021 um but it would have been a few days before that that i stopped drinking um it was around my cousin's birthday and uh it was spring break and um and i can remember where i was and i was and i completely stopped drinking but um but I'll come back to that. So, um, so he introduced me to AA, and the first time when I started going, uh, and I was pregnant with my son, I really didn't like it. it wasn't for me. Um, I was glad that he had taken the initiative to get sober whilst I was pregnant, and I felt like I didn't really have a lot to worry about with him because he was making such a you know, grown up, mature decision. And he wasn't one of those guys that was going to be like out drinking whilst I was, you know, at home pregnant. Um, but yeah, so the, so the first time and the sponsor that I got, I'm still actually friends with her on Facebook. Um, I don't see her because she lives in a different city. Um, but, but she's still a friend. And anyway, the, so the first time, I didn't drink both of us stayed sober for roughly about a year and the reason we started drinking again was not good reasons at all so around um when my son was born 
um, well, around around age around when he was around nine months old, I ended up finding messages on my husband's phone, and it wasn't the first time I had found messages before, but this particular time was disturbing me because uh, I guess there was like some kind of arrangement. It sounded like he had gone to see this female and he ends up admitting to me that he went to get a massage and he got a happy ending. So I, you know, was really angry, like I, I upset and I, um, I didn't want to tell my family because then, you know, I, like they're gonna have this bad idea of him. So I actually reached out to his cousin and I went to go visit her. So I went out of town and took my son with me and I went out of town and he actually cut me off from the finances when I, cause I was, you know, I had left him and he was angry at me for leaving and so he stopped me having access to any money and I can't remember exactly how he did that but his mum actually ended up giving me money and you know I wasn't even too worried about that at the time that wasn't the thing the main thing that was on my mind although looking back I realize now that that is financial abuse that he was trying to control me by cutting off the money and um and then he was mad at his mom for giving me money. Um, but regardless, it was, uh, I went I went to spend the, a few days, maybe about a week or something with his cousin. And she has, um, she had a kid that was about the same age as my son. And it was the first time they properly like got to hang out. And I think they actually, they spent Christmas together. So that's where we kind of became close, me and his cousin. Um, and so, yeah, so this was around, uh, around March time and, um, geez, it must've been like 2017. And there was, after that, there was a trip. We had, I had a couple of trips planned. Um, we had, we were supposed to be going to the Virgin Islands with his family and he didn't want to go because by this point his family had found out what he had done, that he had cheated on me and he was mad at me that they all knew that I had spoken out about it. Um, and I end up trying to convince him to go and things are gonna be okay. And you know, it was, you know, the trip was all paid for and yada, yada, yada. So he does end up coming and, and I guess things kind of got better between us. And then around, um, our son's birthday, so um, around the summertime, he, he asked his parents to take um, to take our son for, I think it was about a month he ended up going. I, I can't remember exactly, I'm sure it was a month because it felt like a very long time. And around that time, because we were both, um, we were, because we were, on our own now without our kids we decided that it would be a good time to start drinking again and um that was really the start of the downfall but I'll, but it wasn't really just that 
it was more than just that. And actually at the time I really thought that the, that was the, the best times that we had together was when we were drinking, when we can kind of open up to each other and speak truthfully and honestly. But in retrospect, things were never really truthful and honest where he was concerned. He um, He's very much a pathological liar, has been from the very start. I have proof of that from emails that he sent me. Um, and there was always, always women that he was talking to and he would never really be honest about that, you know. So he was always cheating, um, cheating through messages. And uh, a lot of the time it was... Um, when when I would find messages in his phone, I would Google the number and it would come up escort websites. And when I'd ask him about it, he'd be he'd say, "Oh, I never actually went to visit anyone. Um, it, it's just for it's just entertainment, blah blah blah, whatever." And you know, I would always get that my stomach doing somersaults when I would see these things, and it was awful. It went, happened so many times, and I didn't didn't know who to talk to about it and have anybody to talk to because I couldn't tell my family because then they would judge him and you know like they would want me to leave him and I wasn't really ready for that and so um I would talk to his family about it and I think they knew I'm pretty sure they all knew that he had a history of this kind of thing anyway um so so when our son was one years old, we start drinking again, and um, and then it wasn't until twenty twenty one. So that was in twenty seventeen that we were drinking again, um, and then um, and then there was there was there was drugs involved as well. He was. Um, he really liked cocaine, probably still does. Um, and uh, when I was pregnant the second time, so in 2019, I got pregnant with um, our daughter and things were really bad by this point, you know? And um, he, he didn't even really want to have a second child. It was me that wanted to. And he had said, this is gonna be your kid that, you know, um, this is what you wanted and don't don't expect me to uh, like look after the kids or whatever I can't remember exactly what he said but it was all kind of on me that you know I was the one that wanted it and um, so he, during during the, uh, that year of 2019 um, he was drinking doing drugs and it became like every three days it was so bad it was really really bad like to the point where when I actually went into labor with our daughter I don't think he was even sleeping in the same room and I did find out so I, I will come up and I'm pretty sure he was in the guest room um but I did find out as well that he he had cheated on me with a prostitute when I was eight months pregnant luckily I didn't find out at the time I think that would have totally like you know, it just, it, it was so bad. Just the going, when you're pregnant and you're emotional, it's bad enough, like, you know, going through all those things. But to know for sure that, uh, yeah, like if, if I had have known that he had gone to see a prostitute when I was eight months pregnant, I just don't know how I would have handled that with being pregnant at the same time. 
um, there was a there was a um, a situation when I was three months pregnant where he actually strangled me and uh, my friend and her now husband were over visiting us um, and what happened was he was supposed to pick up our son from daycare and he got home and didn't have our son and I was like where is he why have you not picked him up and he was like oh I forgot so I sent him back out to go get him and by the time he got back again it was around nine o'clock at night and he was already drunk and high and so I am like upset and angry and I'm like why could you not have waited until you bring the child home and then do what you want to do like why are you doing that with a child in your car and so we got arguing and he and he throws me on the floor and strangles me um and that actually happened in front of our son and I I didn't really remember the details of it at the time my friend actually um she was the one that remembered about about him forgetting to pick up our son and the reason I knew that our son was actually there and and actually saw it was because I had a video in my phone that I had forgotten all about because I guess I had just blocked out that moment in time that what happened because I was so desperate to keep my family together you know I'm pregnant um and we have a child already and uh and he you know he's he wasn't always like that I was just hoping that he could just kind of get his act together and stop but he did go on a three-day bender and after three days then he called me and he apologized and he wanted me to come and pick him up and and obviously I took him back and just a few days later, um, it was my birthday and we were taking some cute family photos together, but you know, that was so serious. Like he like left a mark on my neck and, and it was never something that was really spoken about again. Um, so anyway, fast forward to when we had, um, so after I had my daughter, she was born at the end of 2019 and then I, I went on to maternity leave and around the same time, um, well, just a few months later was when uh, it was COVID and um, he was actually furloughed for a year. And that's when things really got bad because he was at home with the baby and he really didn't cope well with that. He was drinking a lot, doing a lot of drugs and um, we just were not getting along and I was working a lot. I had gone back to work because they had asked me to. I was still breastfeeding. I was working 40 hours a week and I was coming home and doing everything that he hadn't done, like laundry and dishes. And and it was exhausting. And um, by the end of the year, um, by the end of that year, I, uh, we, we had a, we had a couple of, I had a couple of family weddings. He didn't want to go. And so going into 2021, I I actually quit my job, didn't even have a job to go to. His um, mother was always um, subsidizing his income, helping to pay the bills. And and anyway, so I I had quit my job. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And I went to, um, I ended up finding another job. 
and it was my dream job I was so so happy so happy to find that job and around the same time <clears throat> we um, we had separated and I had gone down to Miami with a friend on a night out and had gone and I remember drinking I was drinking beer and then I drank some red wine and I drank some vodka and Red Bull when we got to the club later that night and um, being at the club is kind of patchy like I can remember dancing I remember buying a drink and um, I remember most of it but there's a part in the night where I think I left the club to go smoke a cigarette <coughs> and I went outside um, to go smoke a cigarette I guess I, I was looking for I don't know what I was doing to be honest I really really don't remember exactly what happened but I know that on my phone I must have like held on to the emergency um I don't know how you do it I think maybe like <coughs> when you're trying to lock your phone <coughs> excuse me got a little tickle in my throat so when you hold down on your phone I guess there's a way that you can send like an emergency signal and that night I had sent an emergency signal to him to my ex and he was at home um like three hours away with with the children and um and I was with my friend I stayed with my friend that night and I remember waking up um I was so still drunk still really really drunk the night was patchy you know um and I was waiting for her to wake up we were in this penthouse and on Collins Avenue um really nice place and uh <clears throat> she was taking her time she didn't wake up for a while but when she did wake up she was saying to me do you remember when you um when your eyelashes were falling off last night and I was just like nope don't remember that and that's kind of like you know it's embarrassing when people say things to, to you do you remember this I always hate that like I mean I really like just to to get so drunk to the point where you cannot remember what happened and people are telling you, just feel it's so embarrassing. But in my culture, it's perfectly acceptable. The first time I ever drank too much <clears throat> and couldn't remember was when I was 15 years old and I had drank straight vodka and I woke up in hospital um, and I remember the nurse saying oh the nurse came into the room and I was like where's my mum where's my mum and she says oh your mum's on her, on her way and I was like oh no 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 my mum beats me like I'm, I'm like scared you know I didn't want I was like well, I'm gonna be in so much trouble so I jump out the bed and I lock myself in the bathroom and then I'm there for a little while just feeling cold and nobody's coming and I'm like okay I'm just gonna get back in this bed and pretend to be sleeping and <coughs> so you know my mum came um and then I couldn't even walk out that hospital in a straight line I could not like walk straight it was so bad and I had gotten my stomach pumped because and, and I'd even stopped breathing like two times in the ambulance on the way to the hospital so I mean that's just such a crazy terrible story and you know, my mum was crying like what did you do it for and I was like I don't know does there need to be a reason for everything <laughs> and you know like um I, some of my friends were like telling me like I was still running around after I'd drunk all that vodka I couldn't remember anything and you know throughout the years <clears throat> that happened several more times a lot like I mean I went to live in Spain 
thinking that I was, you know, I was living my best life because we had just got out of high school. Um, I was 19 when I first moved out to Spain and all my friends back home, they were like living for the weekend and me and my best friend were over in Spain living like every night was a Saturday night. So, you know, like we thought we, we had it made. And, um, you know, it really took like a lot of years for me to realize like that and nothing like nothing against anyone that drinks because it's it's part of our culture you know but like it it was it was um for me it helped give me it helped give me courage that I didn't feel like I had inside of me you know like I was shy and um <coughs> and um that kind of helped bring it out of me but not in a not really in a good way because it lowers your inhibitions you know like you, you don't have so much control and, and you start acting silly and things so um and actually what really did help me become very confident was going to AA in, in a big twist of events is um <coughs> when I uh, when I finally decided to get sober, it was after that trip to Miami and um, my marriage was failing and I remember thinking to myself, like, I'll give it to the end of the year. Like, if things aren't better by the end of the year, that's it. Like, I need to call it quits. I can't, I just can't live like this anymore. It's just, it's really, really bad. Um, you know, I feel miserable. Something needs to change. I need to do something. And I know from past relationships that you know alcohol was always a factor this wasn't my first like toxic relationship and alcohol was always a factor so I also know that you can't be in a toxic relationship without being a little bit toxic yourself you know you pick up these toxic traits so if there's one thing that I could do then I could cut out alcohol and try to heal myself try to fix what because I used to I used to be confusing the situation you know I would say I would say to my husband that I wanted him to stop drinking because he was doing it too often but I always ha felt like I had two options you know I would either just get drunk with him or I would be mad at him and then it's confusing it's like you can't say that you want somebody to stop drinking but you're still going to do it sometimes you know it's just I was confusing the situation so <clears throat> so I got sober and he did around the same time. We both actually got sober. And um, he, uh, we decided to, we decided to go to AA together. And um, during that time, so around, so I, I can't remember if, if he stopped drinking before I did or after I did, if it, if it was even his idea. I don't remember any of that. I just remember it was something that had kind of been spoke about before. Um, <clears throat> and I, this time, was just very serious, you know? Like, and also, around this time, we're still dealing with COVID as well, which made things, you know, difficult. Um, and I, so I actually got sober on, uh, on Zoom. So I went on Zoom. And I found like AA meetings on Zoom and there was this one meeting that I would go to and I got to know everybody in the group and I got I found my sponsor on this meeting and <clears throat> she ended up being my sponsor for two years um, and we only met like a handful of times and um, she lived about an hour away 
but um yeah like when I when I started getting sober it was mainly to save my marriage I thought that getting sober and you know working on myself would help save my marriage but getting sober and my mind clearing you know when the fog lifted and I really started to see clearly I realized that I wasn't saving my marriage I was saving myself I my marriage didn't need saved my marriage was beyond repairable it was beyond that and while we were going to AA together and we did go to in-person meetings the things were starting to open up again a lot more by this point but he was still cheating on me he was having he was having an affair there was multiple women and I didn't find out about it right then um I had a whole lot of anxiety when I first stopped drinking um I started smoking cigarettes like religiously like heavily like I don't even like smoking cigarettes I was a social smoker I would smoke when I was drinking but when I stopped drinking that became my new crutch and so I was smoking every single day and whenever I was upset at him I would be like give me a cigarette give me like like I didn't know how to handle myself it was just crazy and and he would laugh at me too he would just look at me and laugh knowing that I was kind of losing it but um and then it was crazy because I finally I stopped smoking that year as well and I had tried to stop smoking a few times but um I kept giving myself dates and every time like this is this is going to be the date that I stopped smoking you know I think one of them was my sister's birthday um and I was like you know and then something would happen and I would feel triggered and have all that anxiety again because I didn't know what was going on but I knew there was something I didn't and I, I knew there was something going on there was something that made me feel unsettled but I didn't know what it was it was just weird and he was doing weird things like he would say um you know I just need some space and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the house I'm gonna move out for a little while and then he wanted to come back and I was just struggling to pay attention at work I was pacing um but anyway he would he came back and um and this was around September so I stopped drinking in March smoking heavily all the way to September um and you know like uh he had come back and he said that he wanted to try again and he wanted to be with me and I just did it I just didn't feel it you know I was like I don't think that you're coming back for the right reasons so um I just you know I I let him come back or I still let him come back because I had no reason you know not to I, I mean we're, we're still married we've still got kids and I'm like you know I, I just I didn't know what to do so I kept on digging you know I'm like he he um he had even changed his status on on Facebook to single which I thought was super disrespectful you know we hadn't even filed for divorce by that point and he's changing his status to single it was upsetting for me um, and I had said to him, look, if we're going to, if you're coming back and we're going to be together, then put your, you know, put your status back as married. And he, he actually did, but I still didn't feel it. You know, there was still something else. There was still something up. And I ended up finding a number on his phone and um, ma- I matched the number with a girl on Facebook. I can't remember how I found her profile, but I did. Really pretty, um, really pretty young girl. And... I called her and I was like, look, I am, um, I'm so-and-so's wife and I just, uh, I just want to, um, 
ask like what is he talking to you about because I know that you guys have been talking and he's cut like he's telling me that he wants to come home but I don't believe him and I just kind of want to know what's what's happening what's going on and I don't think that he's going to tell me the truth she was super nice um and she actually told me that um he had been calling her a lot and and if he kept on um saying anything if he kept on talking to her she was gonna like screenshot it and send it to me and she did um and then she also got uh, in touch with me again she said that her friend wanted to talk to me and i was like okay so her friend um called me and she was like are you so-and-so's wife and i was like yeah um and she told me that she'd been having an affair she'd been having sex with my husband and she gave me dates and places he had flown her to miami um she had gone he had gone to see her on valentine's day and all these dates that she had given matched up with dates where he had gone missing and i knew she was telling the truth i just knew there's no reason for this girl to speak to me to to tell me lies like she felt bad and so i thanked her i said like i thank you for telling me the truth and um you know i knew i couldn't get it from him so i end up texting him and i say um i'm on the phone with your side chick and he's like what what side i I don't have a side chick that was his that was his uh, response i don't have a side chick um but obviously in his mind he's thinking which one because that wasn't the only one so i'm trying to cut a a long story short but he ends up coming clean about the other one and the other one was a girl he had taken on a date um and i found out about this um and to be honest i'll never know whether anything happened that first time but um that was way back in the summertime and I had found a message he was he had fallen asleep on the couch and I had found a message on his um his phone was like on top of him and I had looked picked his phone up and looked at it and there was a message saying good night love I guess you've fallen asleep um and there was no messages before it so he'd obviously deleted all the messages before it so I called the number and I'm like talking to this girl I'm like have you did you go on this date this I I actually book tickets for some place that he wanted to go that he said he was taking friends to and it just didn't feel right like something was weird about it and so I was already suspicious by then <clears throat> I asked her if that if she had gone there with him and she confirmed that she had so then I knew that he was lying about taking friends there and he had been bragging about how he um how he had spent his time with uh with like he had spent his time hanging out with black people and he doesn't get to do that very often and um and that he had such a great day like it was just you know it was a really good day that he had and and he was bragging to me about it and it was just like okay I didn't really know who he was with um and I'm like yeah great I'm glad glad you had a good, good day you know like it sounds like you had fun and um, it was unusual though because he didn't really go to places like like that place that he had uh, he had asked me to book the tickets for, um, but anyway. So when I called the girl, she told me that he had told her that he's separated, that he sleeps in a different room, 
um, that she knew that he had a wife and kids, um, but that she she was told that, that they were separated and uh, that we were separated. And I says to her, he's lying to you because after that, um, that date that y'all went on, he got in the bed with me. And um, so she, uh, she said that she wasn't going to talk to him again and she felt kind of uncomfortable. He actually comes running out the house while I'm on the phone with this girl and he comes out screaming at me and I was just like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> like um, he's obviously mad. And then after it, I'm upset and I'm like going to bed and then he, he you know, he's a, kind of apologetic and he's like, look, I'm... I, nothing nothing happened I just had a nice I, I just really like this girl as a friend you know I want to keep her as a friend and he's he's trying to hug me and and I'm just like what the hell is wrong with you like that just doesn't it doesn't seem right like you're you're sneaking around you're lying and you then when I find out he's asking to keep this girl as a friend and I'm just like well, what in the, like no like no you can't keep this girl as a friend <laughs> Um, I'm obviously upset and I'm just like confused by it all um, but anyway fast forward to three months or was it two so that happened around I guess around July because actually I remember finding out later that he had actually sent this girl money on our son's birthday and we were, you know, we we were hanging out on our son's birthday. Our daughter had been sick. We spent the night together. I mean, we, we were living together, but he was still kind of out, in and out, you know. But um, our daughter had been sick and he, we were all in the bed together. Me, him and our daughter, um, my son slept in his own bed. But um, that, like, I, I didn't know that he was, that he was cheating at that time. You know, I didn't know. He was just kind of I don't know like um he was never really transparent about what he was doing and that was like one of my biggest complaints that you know I want transparency and he was just kind of like just doing his own thing he wanted kind of left alone he told me at one point I have one toe left in this relationship and um I remember crying one time as well I was just you know I don't want a divorce I really don't want a divorce my um I had gone to Tallahassee I had gone to Tallahassee and um I'm trying not to give too much information away when I talk so I don't want to give any names or places or anything like that so I'm very careful about uh about telling the story without you know just without giving too much of that away and just keeping this completely anonymous because I don't want to be getting in any kind of trouble for sharing my story because I'm sure he's not going to be happy about me sharing the truth about what happened. Um, but what, what, I was, what I was saying was um, when I found out about the other side chick that he had um, and she, uh, I had spoken to her on the phone and then I found out when I found out about the other one, the 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 first one I found out about, she was a dancer at a strip club and that's where they had met and he had actually paid her a lot of money so that he can sit and talk to about himself. That was her own words. She told me that he had given her money so that he could sit and talk about himself. She described his behaviour when he was on drugs, 
described him to a T and, and knew she was telling the truth. Now, the second one, he actually came clean about the second one. He told me that he had been seeing this girl all this time, but that they had not had sex. Well, I still had this girl's number, so I, call, I called her after he had told me that, and I call her and I ask her, and she told me, yeah, we've had sex about on about seven different occasions, about seven different times. And she was a flight attendant. So she would fly into Orlando and he would pick her up at the airport um, in these nice cars that he had. That, um, and then he was staying in some nice hotels and stuff, I guess. Um, I, I found out from his bank statement that he had booked the Ritz-Carlton and I obviously didn't go to it. Um, the kids didn't go to it. So yeah, that was one of his girls that he had taken to it. Um, and the... Uh, he, she actually told me as well that she thought he had his own place downtown. I just could done it again. I gave a little bit too much information, but I'm I'm going to try and wrap this up really quickly now because this um this was after me getting sober um in March 2021. And then come to find out that um, my husband is still cheating on me with more than, more than one female. I'll never know the truth. I honestly think what I know about that man is just the tip of the iceberg. So, um, so I find out from this um, from the second girl that they um, she's been having sex with my husband too, and she like she admitted that, and I thanked her for giving me the truth. Um, and then I speak to him, and he's you know he is apologetic. He still wants to. Um, he, he wants to try and work on the marriage and and I you know I told him that he needs to do some therapy and things like that um I uh I left town again and left him to think about it and that's when he started drinking again and so this was a, a huge turning point I think um because by this point I realized where all the anxiety was coming from and it wasn't me it wasn't I didn't ever have anxiety up until about, I think it probably started in 2019, was when somebody else that I was working with mentioned that they were feeling like anxious. And I was like, oh my God, is that like, is that what I feel? Is that what's going on with me? And I never really had it before. I've always been like a happy-go-lucky kind of person. I'm always positive and, you know, I just have a, I like having a good time. So what I did at that point was the turning point in my life and the turning point for my own personal healing and my own journey so when i found out that my husband was cheating on me i decided that i was going to stop smoking because i knew where all the anxiety was coming from and i didn't need it anymore so i gave it all i just gave it up i was like now that i know like, I, I don't need this anymore. I don't need to do this anymore. Now, it wasn't just as simple with stopping the anxiety because I felt very much traumatized. Um, the betrayal trauma, where I was waking up every single day thinking about this girl and thinking about him and, you know, my husband and this girl being together and it made me sick to my stomach. And I would think to myself, when am I gonna stop thinking about this? Why is my mind, doing this to me why I, why am i tormenting myself thinking about this every single day there's nothing i can do about it it's happened it's done but i was stuck in this cycle 
But one thing I did manage to do was actually, um, I actually managed to stop smoking and I was so proud of myself and I still wasn't drinking. I, I mean, I was so certain by that point that I wasn't, I wasn't even that angry at him. I, like I, I was more relieved that I knew what the problems were now and that it wasn't me and that I wasn't crazy. <laughs> and so I, you know, I actually got, um, got on this app called Lastin and I got him on it and, you know, it was a way of communicating and trying to speak about what had happened and how to repair it. He lasted about two weeks and then he gave up and he was just back to doing what he wanted to do. You know, he was already back to drinking by that point. And I was very much committed to my healing. I was not going back to that. I was not going back to that lifestyle. Uh-uh, wasn't doing it. So I wanted him out of the house. And um, and that's when I got him out of the house. And that is going to be a story for another day. So we'll leave it there, okay? But that was my story of getting sober and the reason why and how I did it. And to this day, I am still completely sober.